Dear Posterity, I'm Shannon. And I'm Alia. And welcome to our first show. Our topic for today is something, well, first of all, I kind of came up to talk about it because of an article that a friend sent me that's kind of scary and kind of terrifying, at least to me. It's about aliens and spooky stuff. (laughs) So I think we're just going to start. How should we start? Um, I think the first question you have to ask is like, do you like believe in aliens, first of all? And if you do, do you think they're on Earth already? I feel like those are two different questions. Yeah. So for me, hey, wait, why did I say it like that? Um, I definitely believe in aliens. Definitely, you know, thinking about it, aliens as in any form of life, no matter how small, on other planets. It's just a matter of like, sentience whether or not they're sentient that's my um but if it, if it can happen here it can happen other places in the universe um also um if they're in like contact distance from us that's that's like the questions because it's not at this point it's like not a matter of if they're real it's if they can contact us and if they can get to us yeah i mean i couldn't agree more with that um I do think, listen, a flower on some random planet counts as life, or even, like, some one cell, their version of bacteria still is life on other planets. Do I think there is sentient life on other planets? I mean, I think so, because if you have so many, it's just probability, basic probability, right? And, yes, it's so extremely rare for sentient life, and like, like humans to exist, but there's so many opportunities on so many different planets for it even to happen. It has to... Like, probability says it's 100% chance. But, like, you know what I mean. Probability yeah. says very likely that the aliens, let alone sentient life, is on mm-hmm. other planets. And so the next question is, do I think that they have, you know, they're on Earth? So the article that I read that made me start thinking about this, it was some ex-chief security person in Israel who said that there is an intergalactic federation that has made contact with Earth and thinks that humans should know about it yet because we're not ready to know about other aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I rather, yeah, what? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I think that they're here. I think that the top levels of security, I think there's some conspiracy whether it's like the whole area 51 thing Mm -hmm. i don't know specifically but i think they have been here on earth at one point like also it's a question of a matter of like it's a different type of life so Mm -hmm. what like earth might not be like our conditions on earth might not be able to sustain that life um and you know, I, I, I heard the same thing about the Intergalactic Federation. And, I mean, 2020. <laughs> that literally sounds exactly <laughs> like in um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I feel like that was... I never read that one. No, you have to read it. It's good. I know. I've heard it's really good. I, I kind of... It's good. I need it's to good. give it... But that's... 
We're talking about aliens right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think if an alien civilization is technology advanced enough to reach Earth, then I think they would be enough. They they would have enough technology to survive in their own. Like you know, if they were like a spaceship or something, they probably could survive but, in the spaceship here. If they made it here in the first place. If that makes sense. So, yeah, and it's also like, um, but like, how will humanity treat this? Like, like some humans can't even cope with the fact that there are people that look different than them, let alone whole other species that I think is compete. Like, not necessarily competing, but is very similar in intellect, maybe even higher intellect. And so, like, how will this happen? Or if like, vice versa, will they like us? I want to be friends. That's a really good point. But I think we humans have watched so many sci-fi movies. At this point, we know what happens if we mess with the aliens. So I don't think any of us are going to try it. Or at least I won't. I would be too scared <laughs> to, like, cause any problems. But, so, another thing I have. If a society of aliens, I don't even know if you call it society, if yeah. civilization, whatever you want to call it, is technology advanced enough to come here, right? It's probably even mm-hmm. farther than our spaceships could even remotely go, then I think they have to be more advanced in the, um, I don't know how to explain this, in like the mental way, if that makes sense. So I think that mentally, they also would have to be more evolved than us, which I mean, I think they probably, this is again, really sci-fi-esque, but like Avatar, how they're all connected Mm -hmm. through like that tree or whatever. Maybe their civilization. So bad. I'm no, I so actually saw it recently. I saw it recently. I was surprised. I mean, everyone, it's actually a really long movie. I it was think. the top grossing film until Endgame, right? Yeah, I mean, Avatar, here's what surprised me. I think, I don't know when it was made. Let me check. Um, But when I watched it, it looked like uh, Avatar. It looked like it was made in the last three years. So if you look at movies like um, like Lion King, like this, it's it's 2009. So if you if you see a movie like Lion King, you could see like the CGI and like the computer editing, how yep. how like how that technology is advanced. When I saw this movie, to me, it looked at that level of I thought it, it, there's no way it could have been made anywhere past mm-hmm. five years ago, but it was made in 2009. So I feel like that's another reason why it was how as popular as it was because at that time. It was probably like the coolest yeah. CGI, whatever type of technology movie out. But, I mean, it was a good movie. I think it was good. And wait, okay, I back to aliens. Oh, also, it's like um, that's this also brings the conversation. Like, what can we like? What can our civilization and alien civilization share? What can like? What can we? Like, obviously, if they're coming here from so far away that we've never seen them before, like, on telescopes and stuff. I mean, maybe we have. I don't know. Like, that's, like, revolutionary for, like, technology. Or what if there's... I know that we're going through a pandemic right now. It's um, a coronavirus. You think we are? I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, like, if they have diseases and we have diseases, like, mass extinction... You know, like a very good point on how when like the Europeans came to yes. North America and that could happen again. But 
here, this is also from the article that this with where this came out, the Intergalactic Federa- Federation. This crazy guy or same guy, I don't know, was saying that the this federation is also looking for answers to the universe or something like that. That's what I read. And I think that's something that characterizes humans. Um, humans are very curious, and it's that curiosity that led to what we are today. Technology, medicine, everything comes Definitely. from a human curiosity. And since the dawn of time, actually, humans always want to know more, right? You always yeah. have those people, like Galileo would, would ask questions, come up with new ideas that you know, like other people didn't like. Yeah, philosophy. Humans want to know why are we on Earth? What is significant? Why what is the chances, probability? Why are we here? Why what, is this like this? We want the answer to the universe, and that's what humans have been trying to answer for all of our existence and since we've been, you know, conscious. So I think aliens, unless they have already figured it out yet, if they come here, I think that's something that if we, you know, develop communication because that's another thing i take to consider it's a comp- it's you don't There's know why they speak any of the languages obviously, that are obviously. On Earth. and they can, they probably won't even have that sci-fi thing where they could just like scan us scan us and then start speaking that language like those movies yeah. but that's another thing we have to take into consideration communication I guess, like, and to... get lost in translation that could be yeah. even more dangerous if they have like a bunch of guns and like someone says something as a compliment but they take it as offensive because Whatever their culture, their language. Sarcasm. <laughs> exactly. That even happens with languages on Earth. Like, who says it's not going to happen with aliens when they come? Yes. Um, no. And I was going to say, it's like back. It's not even like, oh, I want to learn. I want to learn French, so I'm going to take a French class because no, people you can't that even know compare French that and English. It's it's like bake, like it's like step one. Like we say that's the sun, and they say, well, that's what we call the sun. You know, it's it's like back to the basics, like learning completely new languages i think it's even more than no that reference. i think it's more than a language i think because you know how you can't understand something if you've never experienced it to a certain level so these alien creatures whatever you want to call them it's it's going to be so different eventually when we do make real contact with them i think it's crazier than the sci-fi movies with them with green and four arms and four legs or whatever it is i think it's going to be even more bizarre than that because listen it's another planet right it has its own conditions these creatures if like look at the life on earth look at how um how various how different the life on earth is right all the animals on earth we don't even know what's at the bottom of the ocean exactly right and so there's some weird weird animals the blobfish like who Mm -hmm. even evolved the blobfish besides the point think of even crazier variations of life on a different planet with different things that they need to survive. And I don't think we could even begin to understand what these things could look like or at all. I I just don't think we could even comprehend it as, as of now. It's like, you know how like you can't think of a new color. It's exactly. It's like, you can't even even imagine a new color. So um, yeah, that's That's a really good point. It's really, it's really thought provoking, and mm-hmm. I mean, I guess time will tell. Um, the veritability of that source, I mean, it could be somebody. I mean, honestly, if the ex chief officer of the Space Administration says, "Oh, there's an intergalactic federation," 
people are going to take them seriously. Or if that secret isn't, they don't really want to get out, then like what's going to happen if that wasn't I think, leak? I think if there's one way to know if this is actually real, if that man who said this stuff goes missing or, or, gets, or yeah, dies in the next like, few weeks... Yeah. No, no, no. If that happens, like, you know it's true. And then, like, I would brace myself. But he could be some crazy. He's retired, so he's probably old and mm-hmm. maybe losing stuff. Or it's completely true. And to be honest, regardless of what this guy said, I think it's going to happen in our lifetime. I think yeah. we're going to make first contact. And obviously, if they're already here, then they're probably making contact with high officials or whatever. But I think humanity, as in the whole humanity, is going to make first contact in our lifetime i don't know i'm just very confident about that yeah i'm really i really really um hope that like our generation kind of like revamps like the space age and space exploration because you know there's like yeah there's so much on earth that that we still need to explore like i.e the ocean but like space Mm -hmm. man it's like what like i just just... find it so fascinating (sighs) but uh, i think I think we're still not. I know how much technology growth is exponential, right? Like, yeah. it's just, it's extreme. It's just straight up going right now. We're at the peak of technology innovation. And I think we're getting to the point where long term space travel might be possible because right now they're still studying the effects of spending a year in space so we're not even remotely capable of sending someone out for a few years like come like out into saturn and back we're not there yet technology wise and i've been hearing about sending someone to march since seventh grade i'm still waiting for that (laughs) it's gonna be me Um, i'm just kidding (laughs) i actually heard in seventh grade my teacher he was when they first like announced the missions i think it was in seventh grade and he was saying how these people have already been chosen, or at least are applying right now to go to send them I to Mars. Apply. No, I'm just <laughs> I actually would love and to be an astronaut, but from from what I heard, these people spend like six months on the ship there, and they send them to Mars, but they die on Mars. They never come back. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like these people who are applying for these things, it's like a one way trip. And so they asked the guy, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to sign up to this? He's like, well, I don't have family. I don't have kids. So I want a legacy. I want my name mm-hmm. to be in that textbook 100 years from now, the kids learning about first person on Mars or whatever it is. So I don't know. I'm still waiting. I, I, I was hearing 2020, but maybe Corona pushed it back. So maybe 2022. Let me check. Yeah. And even if these, like, there's so much to set up, um, if they we are going to mars um uh 2030 sorry no 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 don't worry sorry but if we are staying at mars there's so much to set up because you know mars Mm -hmm. isn't habitable (laughs) at the moment yeah a little bit barren little rocky here and there yeah kind of dusty yeah i mean imagine imagine civilization on mars oh that's crazy and i just hope they could do it better than what yeah. we did here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it sucks because it's like, like our world's dying, and there's really not much that like you and I at the moment can do about it because like all this pollution comes from like the corporate level, and it's like, and it's like us like here where we are right now. Like there's really like being young, not being able to like necessarily donate, like start, like it's just 
it's so frustrating because it's like I I want to keep it hell I want to keep our planet alive. I couldn't agree more. And here's like people get mad at me when I say this, but listen, I love our planet, and I think people, corporations, individual people, and big corporations have to take better care of a planet. We only get one planet for now, at least until we get Mars. But and I don't want to wreck Mars too. But we need to take better care of our planet. At the same time, you have to look into perspective of history right like what do humans do humans adapt humans build shelter i know this is kind of like (laughs) yeah exactly right but but humans adapt humans if something changes humans could adapt to it if that makes sense yeah do i think that earth is gonna die and the depth like the all humans are gonna die in the next 12 years no i do not think 12 years I think we have a bit more time than that and by the time things start to get actually bad I think we will have adapted that's what humans do I think yes it's not an excuse to trash our planet and take it for granted that's not an excuse to do that but I think the whole 12 12 year doomsday thing mm-hmm. is a little bit of an exaggeration but then also what I think is like people are like oh no like um it's not like would it kill you to have a little bit cleaner water would it kill you to have some fresher air like yeah maybe maybe this isn't doing it like if you think this isn't going to do anything for the long term and we're doomed anyway like it's not humans fault like you get like there's really no like downside um besides maybe costs to like reducing emissions and and figuring out new ways to like reduce pollution pollution but I mean, it's like it's a switch that is going to have to be made sooner or later. And um, either way, like cleaner, like it's not that big of a price to pay. If you think about it, like there's really no downside. It's like um, another green. thing that another thing we have to take consideration, what we've done, the damage. I mean, it's yeah. done, right? You can't. And. To say we have to change our entire economy, our entire everything to green energy, I don't think it's realistic. I don't like. Yeah, it's like, I think people's. I think people's lives depend, literally depend on the corporations and things that we have now, right? Yeah. If you say if you put restrictions on those huge companies that do produce a lot of gas emissions or whatever, it's going to end up hurting more people now than it will helping in the future. And I think you have to take because right, you have to live in the now. Obviously, mm-hmm. you always have to be thinking about the future and your kids and your grandkids. But as of right now, those people don't exist, right? Mm-hmm. Our my kids don't exist yet. My grandkids don't exist yet. So right now, posterity. I have to worry about like, our posterity. Doesn't exactly. So right now, we have to worry about what's best for us, but still taking the future into consideration you can't just drop everything and so people lose their jobs lose their money lose their food just so the future will be better no you can't forget about what people need now yes um i i definitely agree with that it's just that um you know like um i feel like there are some steps we could take that will be easy like not detrimental to like the like not because obviously making a complete switch is so unrealistic because yes like you said like all these like jobs are gonna get lost it's like complete reworking it's like but like I feel like we can still be taking more steps I feel like there's a little bit more that can be done at least it's like it's like when 
I have an assignment due on Sunday, and I'm going to do it. I'm actually not because I'm I procrastinating now. <laughs> but, like, I'd rather, like, it's less stressful and it's more beneficial if we do it. Like, we do a little bit every day instead of just waiting all for Sunday. I mean, that was a really bad analogy, but. No, I get that. I mean, it's so complicated. It really isn't a black and white really problem. Isn't. And, I mean, and, any, and anyone who tries to chop it down to a black and white problem, you already know that's wrong because it can't be simplified into do this or do this. It's just so much more complicated. Because, again, there's like 7 point something billion people on Earth and you can't make everyone happy in whatever way you go. So, and, um, and I mean, I'm very uneducated on everything. So, um, I mean, I have no credentials to be saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're like just like kids. <laughs> and so, um, but I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's, it's nice to see like how, um, different people view the world and like how I know I'm definitely like formulating my own opinions and what I've seen, but I definitely, I can always just, like you said, I, I want to learn more. I'm curious. I'm a human. Like that's my mm-hmm. nature. So I just want to keep being, uh, becoming more educated on issues I really care about, uh, i.e. climate change, aliens. <laughs> um, aliens is a big one. That's a <laughs> big one. No, <laughs> aliens. But uh, yeah, I mean, and plus, not only that, every few years, the issues that are important to people change as well. So problems that we face now are can't even similar, not even close to similar 10 years ago, 20 years like, ago. Last year, like we would have never thought we'd be in this situation. Never. Exactly. It's crazy situation. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. It do be like that. <laughs> Okay, we're going back to aliens. Um, I think I think we kind of trickled out of that. Uh, we could probably talk about let's talk about us a little bit. What has changed? Yeah, so since we our last yeah, so we originally tried to record the first episode of this on July twenty eighth. I see. I think, or maybe it was the 29th or thirtieth. But it was a couple days after folklore came out, and that came out on the twenty fourth. That's how you track <laughs> yeah. your time. Um, so, um. I'm pretty sure it was July 28th, and we have had this, like, idea in the working since about this time last year, because I had yeah. memories of the project for Awesome, and, um, like, we just always thought of it, because, you know, we, especially now, since we don't talk as much because we're not in school together, mm-hmm. but we can have, we can just roll with a conversation, and... I'm really not speaking well right now, so we're probably going to have to cut this all out. But, you know, we're just kind of, like, we're here to have fun and think, like, and maybe share some of us with you. We have fun. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, that's true. It's more for us in the future. That's why the name is Dear yeah. Posterity. Yes, it is for our posterity, but more than that, it's for me. A few years down the line yeah. when I just want to look back at the crazy, crazy, crazy world we live in this second. Because that's probably going to be even crazier 10 yeah. years from now when they actually have aliens years like, like going to school with my kids old. or something. Ew. I think I'm so old now. Like I'm I just I was I'm currently in the middle of some sort of existential crisis or something when I realize I'm not like a kid anymore and all of it's actually this past week probably it's the only thing I've been thinking about 
I have realized that I am 15 and I like I my memories from my childhood that I, if okay. I can even say that has been getting more and more distant that's the best way I can explain it I was just thinking about because before when I would think about some funny story that happened in like fifth mm-hmm. grade or something I would still think about you know that was yeah not, you know, it was fifth grade. That was just a few years ago before middle school, whatever. But now it seems like a whole nother person that was in fifth yeah. grade or whenever the story is. Even- it just feels so distant than now. Like, yeah. I've never felt this before. It just feels like my childhood, Even like, which doesn't make so sense I to me. turned 16, yeah. what, like three weeks ago? And I, I just can't wrap my head around that. Like, I'm not as old as I, like, saw 16-year-olds to be when I was, when I was mm-hmm. like, 8, 10, 12. 14 even and I was thinking about it like I got my braces off in eighth grade on December 14th and I'm that's two years ago like I still think even for me like um the initial like lockdown quarantine was like really like a like it opened my eyes about like who I actually am for me so even me before then I like didn't know like because I like didn't think like I didn't take because during quarantine all I did was think about like my actions and like what I've done in the past like mm-hmm. I thought about myself a lot which is like kind of like I that sounds kind of weird but I did and I like had a lot of revelations like about my character That's so true and who like and it just seems like now that I kind of see that it's I feel so different and the time went by like it seems like it was March yesterday and but mm-hmm. like during when I'm experiencing the time it feels like it goes so long and I'm just having this crisis and I'm like I'm 12. Like, I don't have, like, nearly the same. I don't have, like, and it's also, like, I don't really have a lot of the same interests as people our age, you know? That's very true for me as well. I mean, yes, during quarantine, I feel like everyone was kind of forced to think. Because before then, you know, I was always the person. I just go through the emotions. I would wake up, go to school, come home, do my work, go to practice, and then do it all over again. I didn't really have a lot of time to just sit there and think just about me about life about anything and then quarantine happened that's the only thing I have time for yep. to think and I mean a lot has come up in my thinking process I definitely learned I think the biggest thing I learned is what works for me if that makes sense because I would always be that person this is just a specific example I would always be that person that had like 30 planners yeah. that I would buy at the beginning of each year and then just like start them all and just never finish and it did take me a while to figure out what systems work for me so I could be the most organized, the most productive, whatever it is. And I think over quarantine, that's just like one example of something I've learned about myself mm-hmm. in quarantine. I learned, you know, this is, if I want to be the most productive, I have to do this. Or I think just systems I put in place for myself that are better, that are better for me in the long run. I also, what else did I learn? I don't know. I just had so much time yeah. to think. I don't know if it's good or for bad. Me, yeah, I definitely, I am like a person I always have been this, but like I never really thought about that much. Um, I've always I never finished anything. Like I, I never Me too. like I, I lose focus kind of fast, and I like I start things like more like I I do things, but I never really like zone in and try and master them. Like like jack of like I wouldn't say that I'm a jack of traits, but like like I just kind of like dabble in everything, and I never really like get I get that I get um that. get good at it. And another thing, this is, like, really, really big for me. I, like, re- realized that I have come, like, I have anxiety. <laughs> like, I thought about it. So, like, when I was little, 
I read a lot and I would not be able to sleep because I'm like, I read a, le- a lot of science and like space stuff. And I'd be like, tonight's the night the super volcano is going to erupt. Tonight's the night there's going to, I'm going to get hit by a meteor. Tonight's the night that the sun's going to uh, explode and uh, consume the earth. And so I wouldn't sleep. And that's like, like the first instance I'm thinking. And then I would always like from first through like fourth grade, I would like leave sleepovers because I would be like, I'm going to do it. And then I'm like one in the morning. I'm like, I have to go home. And another, um, like in sixth grade, um, I would get like sick just for like, I'd have like one, I'd be sick for like one day, like be so nauseous in the morning and then like stay home from school and then be fine the next day. Cause like, if I have like an assignment or something, but I never like, but for some reason I like, don't like, I didn't remember it. So I wasn't like, I wasn't conscious of the fact that I was having anxiety all the time. Because I, I just forgot it. I don't know why I forgot it. I think because of the anxiety, it's like, oh, like, no, don't don't remember this. But then when I sat in quarantine and thought a lot, because I was like, because I started to get anxious about, like, going outside. And, um, like, towards the end, like, May-ish, I was like, wait a second. Like, this isn't new. Like, hold up, hold up, go back. This isn't new. <laughs> and that was um, really kind of good for me because I was like, oh, like, I get it now. Like, oh, I, I, I can see it, and I'm like, um, this isn't, like, this isn't new, but at least I know it's here now, so I can prevent it, and that was just my experience, but I haven't, no, I have anxiety, so I'm, like, still kind of, like, hesitant to, like, say that. I think that, that I mean, the fact that you, you could figure, the fact that you just know that it has, that what it is, I feel like putting a label to it would help you when Definitely. you know something happens. But I mean, that's one good thing that came out of quarantine, yeah. right? <laughs> and like, um, it explains. So in like December of last year, oh gosh, that was a year ago. Holy crap! That's like I started. I don't believe like, it. I think it it's related, but you know, we go to kind of a demanding school, and it was a very large change. Um, I was playing like high school varsity field hockey as a freshman and it was like so crazy. And then when that season ended, I went into competition cheer, which is like weird, um, like on top of our school and like meeting new friends and like trying to keep my relationships with my old friends. And I like stopped having emotions <laughs> in like December. And I was like, we would have our like major assessments and I'd be like, I should be so stressed about this. Like I should be pushing me to study, but I just don't care. And it was terrifying. And it's like, I should be like really happy right now because it's like my, like, or be like, it's my friend's birthday. And I'm like, it's, and I'm usually really excited for this, but I don't care. So it was like terrifying. But then in March, like it, it kind of like, I stopped being not, I stopped being like apathetic and I started being sad, which is like kind of a bad thing. But then I was like, wait, this is really good because I can feel things again. And it was weird. I mean, this is getting kind of deep and I don't really talk about this a lot with people but I mean I don't know if I have to cut this part out or not but you know it's fine just put it out um no I think I think at one point you just have to talk about stuff like this you have to because I feel like sometimes it's just so much for one person to handle it's a lot and I'm so thankful I mean everyone has their bad days right but personally I have never experienced like, I guess depression. I've never really experienced 
anything to the level of where if something was dangerous. I feel so thankful. And again, as I said, everyone has their bad days. But, you know, I feel like I have more happy days mm-hmm. than I have sad days, right? And I get that's to me, I understand that's not true for everybody. And I have to kind of remind myself that that's not true for everybody. And again, I can't say, oh, I understand like what you're going through because I can't. And I, I honestly just, I don't know. It's but I really like I really like like that you said that because it's like sometimes you don't really need someone to be like um like em- I don't know if it's sympathy or empathy. I can never get them right, but like kind of relate like to be like, "Oh, I relate to you. I know what you feel." Sometimes it's just nice to have somebody like to listen. And mm-hmm. that's it's like so like I don't know. It's just like nice to have that. And um like that's why even though like I like obviously like there's a lot of stuff that I haven't experienced and like other people do and people have some like people really go through hard times and I know so I always try to be nice to people Mm -hmm. and I always try and like yeah because you don't know what people have you don't know but like I try Mm -hmm. and keep it in my mind to be nice like my my grandma used to always say it's nice to be nice and it's like kind of cheesy but it's so true like being kind to people and like trying to like and like having everyone's like well not you don't really have to like obviously like you you kind of have to have like you can't just be all for everybody else um but like you have to like you can't just always um I don't know what I'm trying to say but you know like just be nice to people and it, it's just it goes one way <laughs> it's not that hard yeah. just be nice I think being nice to people actually ends up helping you just as mm-hmm. much as it helps the other person Another thing, you you just see somebody on the street or just a friend that you think you might be close with, but they have their own issues, things, battles that they're trying to deal with. You can't know what someone's really going through. And why would you want to hurt someone yeah. even on act? Like even if you don't know how bad it is that you're doing. And I really pray, like, I hope I have never hurt anybody I wouldn't know because yeah, no one would tell me that, way. like, oh, you hurt me. I just hope I, I really hope, I pray that I have only done nice. But at the same time, is that even possible to only do nice things? Yeah. So I just hope that no one has ever looked at me and said, oh, my gosh, she's such mm-hmm. a bad person. She did this and this and this. I, I mean, I try. I try all the time to be <laughs> just the best person, to be nice, to help everybody, to do anything I can. But you, you never, never get, like... I mean, yeah, and never it's know, like, right? um, I don't really care, like, you can call me, like, I don't, I don't really necessarily get, um, I mean, other people might, I don't know, um, might, like, say, <laughs> oh, Shannon, you don't, like, huh? um, I don't, like, necessarily get offended, like, by anything, really, like, you could come at me, but, like, if you think, like, if, like, someone, like, genuinely thinks that I'm, like, a mean person, that's what would get to me, because then I'm, like, I went totally wrong. Like, this is completely my fault because, mm-hmm. you know, like, people make con- like, con- like con- conceptions of you based on your actions and how you speak towards them. And so if I spoke towards somebody or acted towards somebody where they think I'm mean, then that would just ruin me because I'm like, I have been doing it wrong this whole time. And that would really get to me. And that, and not even that. It's like you met someone for the first time and you were having a bad day, for example, right? I meet someone, I was having a bad day 
And this first conversation I had with this person, you know, I wasn't really, you know, feeling that good that day. I couldn't put the energy to being excited and nice and whatever. And this person might assume just from that first meeting that I am cold or rude or have attitude or whatever it is. But again, it's so non-intentional. I would never, ever intentionally want... I don't know. I kind of want those people where I like it when everyone likes me <laughs> and I don't like it when people don't like me. But at the same time, in this world, yes. you can't guarantee that everyone's going to like you. So it hurts me if I find out someone doesn't like me. So I always I always blame myself. Yes. Like, what did you do wrong to make this person not like you? But at the same time, you're not yeah. meant for everybody, right? Like, they're always... <sighs> And the more you are yourself, this is what I actually starting to realize again mm-hmm. during quarantine, the more you are yourself and don't pretend to be someone else, the more people who actually yes. like the real you surround you. And yes, you will have more people to hate you, not hate you, but there, there are going to be more people in the world that are not going to like you just because you're being yourself. But that means that the relationship you're going to build are not mm-hmm. going to be based on like a fake person you're portraying. They're going to be based on the real you. And that is another thing that I did, did learn about myself during quarantine. And I mean, I always, again, I don't want to be fake yes. or like, you know, one of those fake people. And I think I have in the past because I felt like it was the only way to yes. really fit I, in. Because again, you and me could both relate. We're, I don't want to say weird, yeah, but like, well, like we're weird, kind of you know, thing. to like, the I face. Love, I love not, no, yeah, like I love being like weird as by our like as like, yeah quotation like, weird marks as weird, like high school students think because it's like like right now being weird is like having interest in things and and wanting to mm-hmm. like, like wanting to learn is weird, and it's like that's like when did we get I to know. that point where like since I like. I really like Taylor Swift, but that's weird because I like Taylor, like, because I like music because I like that. But, and I like to learn. I like science. That's weird. It's like, what? Why? Why? Yeah, I mean, we both relate there. In, in my yes. old school, I don't want to say anything, like in my middle school, I, I eventually, when I, you know, learned to just, you know, be myself. Why would I be fake? I was that person that was friends with everybody. So I felt like I did have a different personality with the different people I would talk to. But at the end of the day, I did have my group that was the most similar to me. And now that I look about it, look back at it, my friends from middle school, they were the most similar to me yes. in the entire school, right? And it's like, this actually reminds me a lot, like a, a, a lot of current events happening with my friends right now. But I've always kind of been like, so I have this one friend. She's like kind of been my best friend since like elementary school. And, you know, every year, like, I feel like she just, I, I guess like she's not very confident in her identity. So like we, we are very similar. Um, I mean, at least we used to be like in, we would like, we were like the, on the weird side, you know, we had fun like doing stuff and like, like being imaginative. I mean, I don't know. I'm not very creative, but it was like, <laughs> every kind of every school year she kind of branch off and like try and find the cool group or like whoever was kind of in vogue at that time in the school. and every year yeah. I'd be like you don't have to hang out with people and she'd complain to me about them and I'm like you don't have to hang out with people who don't like you those people aren't for you and I mean I might be hypocritical because obviously like when I meet new people like I try and kind of feel out the situation I'm all, I like very awkward because I in my head I'm like Sometimes mm-hmm. I, like, overplay my personality, see if they can handle it, and then kind of, like, come back, or I just completely suppress. But 
Um, I suppress it all the way. I just suppress like, yeah, myself. and then or I or what usually happens is like I go I go over and then I get embarrassed, so I suppress. But um, like she kind of always goes back and forth, and I'm like, you don't have to hang out with people that aren't like it's fine if like those people aren't for you like I always always here for you like you know like we have always have fun when we hang out and that's kind of happened every year and then you know last year the freshman year we went to different high schools and so her friends there and like I see her hang out with her friend like she's like oh I don't know about like and I'm like oh like you know you don't really like I said again you don't have to hang out with people who don't like you for you and it's okay to have like a little bit of like different personality like you know, like, I have a different sense of humor. Like, I have different jokes with my school friends than I do with my home friends because we have different experiences yeah. together, and that's totally fine. But it got to the yeah. point where it's, like, I wouldn't recognize her. Like, if I heard her talking, and it was, like, I was, like, oh, I would have no clue because I've, I've been in the company of her and her school friends, and it's, like, what? And then, like, her and, like, I was with her and her cousin one time, and I was, like, what? Like, how is this? How? this isn't the person I've been friends with for eight years. Like what? And it's just kind of frustrating. Cause it's like, then I, like, it's hard to grow. Like I grow farther apart because like when I like hang out with them and they're not like the person I like, I like hanging out with. It's, it's really it's so sad. And it's like, Oh yeah. God, like, this is so sad. I like, I miss it, but I can't hold you back, honestly. And if you, if you enjoy, if you enjoy how you are and like, what you're doing like I'm not gonna stop you but it does get you have to yeah it does get like it would be like and it was also like she would make fun of me for to like look cool to other people and I'm like come on that's such a low blow like we were at um her house one time and this wasn't like she does this to a couple of our other friends like against like her school friends will FaceTime her but you know there's we're at her house we're hanging out with her so we're like oh that's kind of kind of not very cash money of you to like go on a FaceTime with the other friends while we're here at your home. And she's like, oh, I mm-hmm. got to go. My friends want to watch this TV show that she wanted to put on. And we're like, bruh, like, come on. Yeah. So it's like, it's annoying, but you know, it'd be like that sometimes. I feel that a lot. I mean, I feel like I had those experiences in middle school too. And even in high school as well. <sighs> I think I have been guilty of that myself. I know it's horrible to say, but at least I could admit it. When I meet people, I really want them to like me. (laughs) So as we were talking about, me and you, we're both, and a lot of people that we know, we're weird, you know, we're not just a normal group of people, you know, the normal category. And so when I meet someone for the first time, I try to suppress my internal craziness. Just yeah. so they don't hate me the first time, right? Another thing I always do, and it's so subconscious, I can't even think. It's it's actually really bad. And again, I learned this in quarantine. You know, if I didn't have quarantine, I would never realize it. But when I meet people, especially like when I first meet them, <laughs> it's fine. When I first meet somebody, there is like a nagging part of me that truly believes that this person doesn't 100%. like me. You can and- <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, not even a little part of me says oh this person doesn't like me like no I truly 100 totally. like uh, all of me believes that this person doesn't like me so then as a like as a result of that I stop 
this is how this is how this is very toxic but i stop wanting to bother this person i tell myself they don't want to be friends exactly. with me so I don't, why exactly. would i want to bother them and so and, I, and then it continues even worse so this person thinks that i'm exactly. ignoring them because i don't like them and so then they stop talking to me right and so that just proves my internal stupidness that yes. this person didn't like I me all along the same way. and and not even that even if even if i already know this that this happened i can't avoid it like even if i've been friends with somebody for like a while mm-hmm. like literally a long time i still a still a part of me will always like, believe that i'm a bother and this person does not want to talk to me and this person doesn't like me and i just have to still suppress myself just so they don't hate me as much and i don't want to bother them and i just even though i know this is how it works i still can't change a fact I that a part of me still believes this way it's like even some of the people like we know in school i'm like oh like i was i would like initiate I'd, I'd be like oh i want to talk to them but oh no they don't like me you know it's like it's but then yeah like, you have to fight yourself and be like how like who, how do you know that like if you like if they say like I don't want to talk to you then yeah that's how you know but um it's always like that I'm always like and then you know this goes into the fact that I am so bad at texting people because I I'm I'm like a, I'm so lazy I'm so lazy and I and then and then at the same time I'm like oh they don't <laughs> want to talk to me so it's like rough. and this happens like when I meet like when I'm trying getting closer to people that's, that's why I rarely get really close to people I like if there's it's kind of sad but I rarely get like really close to people because of that part of me and then I look yeah I get even more mad at myself because I'm like oh it's your fault that this happened or it's your fault that this happened so it's even more toxic so the next time I meet somebody it's even worse yeah and it's just that's why again I don't text people because I'm like I'm like oh they really don't want to hear from me (laughs) they really and (laughs) that and not even that and like okay that's fine you're just meeting new people obviously I might have that part of me but I have this feeling with people that I've known for years and then I might be like my closest friend I still think that they secretly hate me and that's so toxic but even though I already even though I could admit it to myself that's what's happening I still can't change the fact that I still think that like even though I know why I think that I can't change the fact that I think that it's I'm so weird. Like, like a all the time. I'm like, I miss Alia so much, and then I'm, but I won't, and I'm like, bruh, and then, and then, literally, wait. I have. I was taking a video for, so you know, I told you about we're doing Carol the Bells, which I don't think is gonna happen because it is, yeah, so difficult. But I was, I want to send you this video because it's so funny because I get the text. It's like Ali. I go, Alia texted me. Thank you guys so much for joining us in today's episode. Thank you for making this far. If you did. We had some great conversations today, but I think now is a good time to wrap it up. Uh, we'll see you next time with love. Shannon. And Alia.